Fort, do you have the other Cornish hen quote on the uh, guy at the Steeler rally who said it's like a baby chicken? Did I'll have to dig for that. That yeah. one didn't come up right away. <clears throat> That's okay. Look in Folsey's folder or uh, or horse. If he does, horse still have a folder here? I think so. They they seem to keep them around for years and years. I don't have one, by the way. Well, maybe, why don't you? Maybe form, do, you do you have access to text today? Uh, yeah, I think I can get that. Did you hear about our new segment, Mike? We have Mike DeFabo, Pittsburgh native, Latrobe native. And I just saw that Hannah Mears has a new position, also a Latrobe native. That's right. These Latrobe Wildcats are doing big things here in Pittsburgh. What's her? What's the name of the? What do they call the new station now? Or the Sportsnet Pittsburgh? Sportsnet Pittsburgh. What's she going to do? I think she's going to be sideline reporter. So, Robbie Mskowski's old job, basically. Do you know her? Uh, I know her a little bit. I've I've talked to her a bunch of times because she's done a lot of freelancing around the city. People have probably seen her stuff. Like she does yeah. a lot of freelancing for the Steelers, the Penguins. She may have been on here on some shows. She went to Penn State. I know, so she's we very are. local. I think she's going to do a great job. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the hire. Cool. I worked with Hannah for a few years. You did? I did. Yeah, when she was getting her start after uh, Penn State, she did. She's a big time into high school wrestling. So her dad is a wrestling coach. Her brothers wrestle, so she was outstanding as a wrestling analyst, interviews, stuff like that, and then uh, covered a lot of sports with me, so she's outstanding. Interesting. And that'll be good for her for Pittsburgh media feuds. She could hold her own if it comes to that. Yeah, she could. I think everybody needs at least one good feud. You were just talking about the Penguins beat. I was talking earlier, myself and Dave Molinari, he used to uh, write for the Post-Gazette. I was for the Trib. At first, things were great. And then I wrote a couple of really good stories, and, yeah. and it went south in a hurry. Mm-hmm. We had the same travel agent out in Squirrel Hill, so she would make we'd have the same reservations, everything. We would be sitting next to each other on a plane, our knees touching, and not a word was spoken, wow. not even a hello. Wow! It's one of the all-time greatest Pittsburgh media. And so, views. how long did this standoff continue like that? Years. It still happens. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years, but it never ended. Well, he's got a very kind of dry sense of humor and is not the most like outgoing type of guy that's going to embrace you in a war. <laughs> no, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I think that's an I, understatement. Now, now, actually, he saved my butt one time. Did he? Yeah, so it, this was during the COVID times, and you had to get the test to get into Canada, and they were very, very strict about their border and everything like that. So I had everything. I was all set. I get there, we're covering the game in Ottawa, and I think Yoey comes up to me and goes, oh man, getting that test to get back in the country was really a pain. (laughs) And I'm like, oh shoot. I assumed it was like a party, right? You walk in the door, Canada's like, you know, there's a bouncer right there. Where's your name on the list? Okay, you can come in, cool. Then you have a great time, and then you're ready to leave. You go, all right, thanks for the time, Canada. See you next time. You walk out the door. I didn't realize you need a test to get back in your own country, so... Dave Molinari steps to the plate and goes, well, actually, I had a hard time getting into the country, so I had to drive like nine hours from Pittsburgh to Ottawa. Would you like to drive home nine hours with me from... from Wow. And again, he's not a very charismatic, talkative guy, even though he's very funny in print. And so it was a very, very quiet nine hours home, but he really saved me, so I, I forever, forever owe him for that one. Maybe he's like Ron. I've always said that Ron was was you know a cinematic literary archetype of Shrek, <laughs> the Grinch who stole Christmas, 
um, Ebenezer Scrooge, people like that, (laughs) in that it's like it's reverse proportion, right? He's such a curmudgeon that if you get to the other side, the heart is one and a half sizes too big, like the Grinch, right? Right, right. deep down they're actually, yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think maybe, this, this, maybe. I don't know. I never saw that side of him, but you this, did. This business tends to, I think, make people very grumpy and grumpy. It can, yeah. And it shouldn't. We're all Peter Pan, for God's sakes. It's true. We live in a perpetually young world where you can grow old doing this, but the people you're covering are perpetually young. They're you always you in their like, 20s and 30s. Like, you sound like Matthew McConaughey right now in Dazed and Confused. Really? Yeah, my tone of voice or no, what no, I'm no. Saying? They keep, I keep getting older. They stay the same age, same thing. Exactly. By the way, have you seen Yager on Spitting Chicklets? The interview he did with them. No, but I bet it's good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I think whenever I think of Peter Pan syndrome in sports, he comes to mind. Like the 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 perpetual man-child. bachelor. Yeah, the man child. You know, he keeps playing forever. He, I think he has more muscle and is more ripped now than he was during his That's unbelievable. Prime. He looks like he's, he's like, I was mentioning, you look like you're in your late teens. He's 52. He looks like he's 31. But he, he appears to have, it's, a, it's an older, mature Yager, but, but also a joyous one. He never got beaten down, seemingly. And I'm, I'm going off a one and a half hour interview, but he was completely engaged and quick to smile and laugh, and he was thoughtful with his answers, told great stories. Did you hear the one about Mario? No. That he told? No, tell it to me. We can have Yager tell it to him, except you want to talk Steelers. Why don't we do that for a minute? Can you stay? I can stay as long as you want. Yeah, we'll just keep going. You know what I feel like? What? Like the uh, Johnny Carson show. What happened there? He would invite the stand-up comedians, and if they did their act and he liked them, then he would invite them to come sit down. That's what this is. You invited me for a finite period of time. Yes. Now you're like, hey, stick around. Stay stick for around. A That's right. It's going great. Good. Where else can you get Cornish and talk like this? <laughs> did you find that yet, Fort? No. I, I, I searched. Even in horses folder, it's not coming up. Mm. So That's unfortunate. Maybe the house fire wiped it out. No, it's in there. Look under, uh, maybe under corn follicle. Instead of Cornish hen. Seriously. It might be in Folsey's folder. Uh, <laughs> Mike's looking at me like, what the hell is going on here? Um, they're not going to get Justin Fields, are they? I would love for them to do that. Is that realistic? Do you actually think that could happen? Kirk Cousins, no way, right? Well, so, so here's the situation. Here's the way I look at it. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have two paths you can go down. Path number one is to stay with Kenny Pickett and hope that Arthur Smith can unlock a side of him the NFL hasn't seen. Given the fact that they're a patient franchise, renowned for their patience with only three head coaches since 1969, that seems to me like it could be the way that they go. But you wonder with Omar Khan, they call him the Khan artist because he likes to make these trades. He's brought some new ideas in. What can he pull off? And so your your options elsewhere Kirk Cousins, he's 36 years old, coming off an Achilles, going to cost you a lot of guaranteed money to sign him. Do you like that idea? No. Me either. And no, I, I mostly don't like I don't number, care about the money. I care about that he's that he's 35 or 36 and coming off an Achilles. Right. That's what I care about. Right. So he'll, I don't like I think that he'll idea. play next year at 36. He turns 36 in August or something. Yeah. I have his birthday written down. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to send him a fruit basket. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, the, you don't like that idea, do you? For no. the money or because he's the Kirk only, Cousins the or only because way of the would, Achilles? The only way Kirk Cousins makes sense is if you're convinced you have a championship defense and you're afraid of losing it by the time the next quarterback develops. Is he even going to be ready for the season, though? And, and that injury typically is like in a real athlete, not like a quarterback that stands back there. It's like a two-year injury. Like it takes time to get back to being your explosive self. Yeah. So you wonder what I don't version. like it. Okay, option number two, Russell Wilson. Love it. You like that one? No, I love that one. Okay, now. Everybody's making Ron, fun of Russell. Of, huh? Speaking of media feuds. Yes. I had a roommate when I lived in Chicago who is also a sports writer now. His name's Nate Atkins. Shout out Nate Atkins. He now covers the Colts. Nate for, Atkins, for the, shout? For the Indy Star. Nate Atkins. Oh. Shout out. Oh, okay. We would get in such heated feuds over Russell Wilson that he would like slam his door shut and we wouldn't talk for days. So just Which side were you on? Anti? I thought that he was a glorified game manager even in his prime. And oh. I felt like I felt like he was supported by such a great defense and they never asked him to do too much. Now, that's exactly what he would be in Pittsburgh. The the, the number one thing that entices me about him though, you're probably going to get him for the veteran minimum, right? And if you get Russell Wilson for the veteran minimum to come manage your team, then you can build it elsewhere. And like people it, are ripping him on the fan left and right. Left and right. Like 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 he's nothing. Like, you know, the idea all his teammates hate him. I think a couple of years ago he he got too big for his britches and there was resentment. But last year, when the franchise turned on the guy in the middle of the season and said, if you don't do this with your contract, we're just going to cut you later. This was after he beat Kansas City, their biggest win in years. So he's working against his own franchise. The players publicly stood up for him against the franchise. And I might add that Russell Wilson in a row beat Cleveland, Minnesota, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Green Bay and had nine touchdowns and no picks in those games. And that was right around the time that his own coach and and GM and owner turned against him. He's not Russell Wilson of old, but I really like him. See, I don't think that the Russell Wilson of old was that good to begin with. And you... I'm very angry with you for that take, just like your friend. I, I firmly believe that. And, like... Here's what he does that the Steelers would be interested in. He throws a really good deep ball and he protects the football. You just said the stats, nine touchdowns and zero interceptions and that really good run. That would be, I think, the thing that would interest Mike Tomlin the most. Because that and extending plays, which he still does. Extending plays, right. I mean, I'm most intrigued by that because of the price tag. That's the thing that entices me the most is knowing you're addressing the quarterback in some type of way, but you still have left so much salary cap space. Yeah. Now, here's the argument for Justin Fields. The Bears, well, here's the the argument against Justin Fields. If the Bears gave up four picks to get him and they're still not convinced that he's their guy, what makes him the type of person that would be able to go to a new place and suddenly become that guy? For me, the Bears not thinking he's the guy is is the best endorsement that he is the guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, they're one of those franchises can we come back to this in a minute? Sure. It's the first time I've ever been concerned about the clock, but I sense that Fort Myers is getting upset with me. I also, would never. Also, I tend to look down at my computer. You're an eye contact guy. Ron mm-hmm. and I never looked at each other once during the whole show. Probably a good idea. Do you want me to stay engaged with eye contact? Does it does it 
throw you off or in any way hurt your feelings when I do other things because I'm still listening. You do what you do. Okay. I'm, you're the pilot here. You're talking about Russell Wilson. I go to the computer and start looking up some Russell Wilson stats, stats. but I remain engaged. Yeah. You're an eye contact guy. I like that. Well, I, that, so am I generally, but Ron threw me <laughs> off for six years. I didn't want to look over there. So you're saying you didn't want to look at Ron. Got it. Pretty much, and he didn't want to look at me. <laughs> so I'm not used to this. I just want to set the ground rules for the 1 o'clock okay, hour. Okay, yeah. No, they're established. Got it. Okay. Sean, what do you think of him so far? I think he's doing well. Do you want me to stare him down if you're looking at something else? Would <laughs> yes. that help? Wait, are you a Latrobe guy too? No, but I worked there. I told yeah. him I worked at the Latrobe Bulletin full time for three years. So cover, did I, more or less. Cover a lot of stuff in Latrobe, still do. I worked at uh, the Greensburg Tribune Review. Mm. Is yep. that close? That's right around the corner. Yep. From yep. Latrobe. You could probably dig up some old Greensburg Tribune reviews and find like box scores of my high school baseball ball expo 